0: Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ, our crucified and risen Lord. Amen. The Word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from the Gospel reading from Luke chapter 23, particularly verses 27 through 29. And there followed Him a great multitude of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for Him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. But weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. So far our text. In our colloquy this morning, we summarized everything up real succinctly, real quickly. Lord Jesus Christ, you reign among us by the preaching of your cross. As we come to the last Sunday of the church year, we come to the central focus of everything that is why we come and worship, which is the preaching of the cross of Jesus Christ. And as we hear from Luke's gospel, that terrible scene coming through, you have there following Jesus as he's carrying his cross, a multitude of the people and of women mourning and lamenting over him. That's only one of the crowds. The other crowd standing around the foot of the cross scoff at Jesus. The rulers of the people yell at Him. He saved others. Let Him save Himself if He is the Christ of God, His chosen one. If God really likes Him, come on down. We'll believe you then. Because God if He really had chosen you, would not let you get crucified. He certainly would not let that happen. But we see throughout the Old Testament the pictures of Jesus that show up are pictures of His death. We just sang a moment ago, life imparting heavenly manna, stricken rock with streaming side. The rock that gave the Israelites water in the desert. The manna that fed them when they had nothing else. Those were all pictures of Jesus taking care of His people. God choosing His people and taking care of them. But to the rulers, no. There was nothing there. They saw this as a defeat for this rebel rabbi. But in that cross, he was reconciling to himself all things, making peace by his blood. Once again, that stricken rock with the streaming side that a little later in the reading talks about the blood and water flowing out from the cross. But the rulers aren't the only ones, there's the soldiers. The Romans get into it as well. If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Or just hang there and just prove yourself to be the ruler of this enslaved population. So that you and your people are truly nothing in the sight of Rome. Not seeing that he is king of kings, yet born of Mary. Lord of lords in human vesture. giving himself for us on the cross. And then not only was there the crowd at the foot of the cross, there was the crowd weeping and lamenting behind him, but they were the two that came along with him. The criminals that were hanged, one on his right, one on his left. One of them says, are you not the Christ? Save yourself. Oh yeah, and us too. Because we want in on this as well. If you're coming down, we want to as well. But he just wanted to be able to get on with whatever else he had planned for that day. You know, he had plans for the weekend. But, you know, the crucifixion kind of put a stop to them. He was pondering things that were earthly-minded. Not seeing the blessing that was there. As Jesus is walking The road to Calvary, he turns to the women especially and says, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Because even 2,000 years later, we find ourselves in one of those groups at the foot of the cross, scoffing at Jesus, wanting things done our way, wanting my will to be done because, well, I'm important. And he says, the days are coming when they will say, blessed are the barren. They will beg the mountains and the hills to fall on them and crush them. Because the world will become so horrible. And Jesus says it very succinctly, very quickly. If they do these things while the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? He turns to them, all of these things are happening to me. As the other criminal says, a man who has done nothing wrong. He is green and full of life. The criminals, the women mourning, the rulers and the, the soldiers at the foot of the cross, you and me, we're all dry, rotten. No life in us at all. So if all this happens to Jesus... What hope is there for you and me? We weep for ourselves. Because we see, as we said at the beginning of the service, that we are poor, miserable sinners that deserve nothing but temporal and eternal punishment. But then we get to the gospel reading. And the crucifixion. We get to the preaching of the cross. Where even in the cross, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Because as we also prayed in the colic this morning, forgive your people their offenses, that we being governed by your bountiful goodness may enter at last into your eternal paradise. How can we pray that if we're weeping over our sins? is that first word from the cross as they're driving the nails into his hands. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So he's saying at the very beginning of the service, Lord Jesus, think on me and purge away my sin. Because we know that in him, in his death on the cross, we have redemption, the forgiveness of all of our sins. And even in the midst of all the agony, all the scoffing, all the yelling, all the weeping and wailing and lamenting, there's faith being worked. As we have the thief on the other side, who derides the one railing at Jesus, Do you not fear God, since you were under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, we deserve this. But this man, he has done nothing wrong. Nothing. So he turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That is the prayer of every Christian. Especially as we come towards the end of our own lives. The knowledge of our own mortality coming to us. That Jesus remembers us that He gives us a quiet night and peace at the rest as we pray in Compline. And Jesus says to the criminal, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. How can He say that? Well, He's Jesus, first of all. But He, on the cross, is transferring all of us who have wept over our sins out of the domain of darkness into His kingdom of light. His kingdom of blessing and glory. And He tells us to come to the cross. Think on it. Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. How? By the preaching of the cross. By the hearing again and again Of His dying love for us. His resurrection glory that is there for us. Glory that was there even in the days of Malachi. As he writes that a book of remembrance was written before God. Of those who feared the Lord and esteemed His name. They shall be mine. In the day when I make up my treasured possession. What greater blessing is there? For those who have truly been troubled by their sins. Those who have been washed in the blood that has flowed from the riven side of the rock as he hung on the cross. Those who get to hear the words that you are my son, my daughter, in whom I am well pleased. Not because he's just kind of glancing over all of the sins. But he has washed them all away, taking them all away, remembering them no more, but remembering you as you stand at the foot of the cross, praising God for the great blessing of this chosen one who has chosen to die and rise again for you. Amen.